welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. And we are now coming to the end of Happily Ever August, our fairy tale themed month that is more specific, I guess, if you look into it. And we're covering <laughs> Cinderella 1997, which should give you the clues. Uh, but yeah, Cinderella 1997. Do you have any history with this at all? Well, I mean, of course I do. So I don't know when I watched this first, when I was a, a wee person. But I do, I do remember, I'm pretty sure I watched it on like ABC or ABC Family or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's very good around the holidays, (laughs) but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it a great deal. It was um, because I had seen Brandy separate to like the movie. I knew who she was as like a singer and then and also Moesha. And then, of course, I knew who Whitney Houston was. And I knew who Whoopi Goldberg was. And I'm pretty sure I'd seen Victor Garber. So it's, it's like a lot of familiar people in the cast. So I was already, like, into it. And then everything was so bright and colorful. And, you know, it just... I just enjoyed it so much. Child. And also, it was a black girl who was uh the main romance interest and also like the protagonist mm-hmm. of the story so yeah invested immediately <laughs> yeah but but yes no i i was a small child and i watched it and i've watched it several times since so how about you i am ambiguous because i feel like i may have watched it younger because there's a nostalgic feel to it but it could just be the actors you know um familiar with brandy as a musician and as an actress through moesha i was familiar with Whoopi goldberg obviously victor garber all the people you named i was familiar with uh oh the one stepsister who was in baps um black american princesses anyways she was like a lead in that uh so i knew her natalie decel reed yes and the steward guy I know now <laughs> is uh was in Seinfeld. Jason Alexander, yeah. However, comma, I'm pretty sure I knew him from something other than that. I do know he was in um Merrily We Roll Along. That was like meant to be mm-hmm. his like breakout Broadway role or whatever. I think I yeah. also associate him very heavily with the uh documentary the best worst thing that have happened or never happened so yeah lots of actors who would give me nostalgic feelings about most things so that's why i'm like i'm ambiguous about it did i watch it it seems like something i would have definitely seen but like only like once or twice as a very young person okay so yeah (laughs) we can get into it all right so the movie opens with Whitney. You know, she sings um, like a refrain of impossible. Uh, just to, like kind of prepare us, I guess, for what we're getting into. Yeah. So, and then when it properly opens, we have this scene of like a bustling 
village center, all of these people walking, doing their thing, moving carts around, some people dancing in the streets. There's like little puppet plays going on. And we meet our Cinderella, Brandy, who is carrying this load of trinkets and boxes of uh, shopping that her step family have acquired during their little shopping trip so her stepsisters begin to argue over hat and who mm. looks better in it her stepmother is not really calling to either how of them could I saying, possibly how? choose between my daughters <laughs> I love you <laughs> it's, equally it's t- <laughs> not wanting to say that and then they ask it's Cinderella. a terrible hat and she just yeah. says <laughs> It's like it doesn't flatter either of you. Um, I don't know much about hats, but I don't think it flatters either of you. Sorry, I won't do that. Well, hold on. (laughs) Some lines just like got me. No, it is funny. And she, the thing is, she, she's like her, her countenance and her voice is so like gentle when she Mm -hmm. says it, like just her entire being is just like this, like reserved kind of sweet person. I'm just like. You're just flinging fire at them. It's just like, you're just, you're subtle with the insults, but I feel it. I feel it. And I know you probably don't mean it to be an insult, yeah. but it's there, Cinderella. It is there. I'm I like, think, speak like, there was... your truth. <laughs> I think there was like a, an active effort to, to like make it as sweet as possible. Like very yeah. like devoid of any malice because like it's a very mm-hmm. easy it's very easy to read that line as like i don't know much about hat um hats but it doesn't flatter any of you like it's a very easy read to do that mm-hmm. but it just seems like her genuine opinion they get annoyed at her anyway yeah. and proceed to continue arguing over the hat meanwhile cinderella she begins to wander off and daydream uh, while singing the sweetest sounds. The sweetest sounds. I really do like the melodies in quite a lot of these songs. So it's actually from a different musical. It's from No Strings which was written by uh, Rogers after the, it was like the first one he did after the death of Hammerstein. I um, see. It it's, becomes it's, it's... A, a duet also. And I yes. like that too. Yeah. I like, I love when these two sing together. Like I just, they sound so good together. <laughs> it's like, yeah, keep singing. So the duet comes when the yet's, unknown to us prince but is clearly the prince um he is wandering through the marketplace you know he's dressed as a commoner you know the trope and he's just going through and he's singing his own side of the sweetest sounds but they're both waiting for the dearest love in all the world and (laughs) they're almost meeting each other and their hearts are aligning and then happenstance occurs where Cinderella almost gets run over by a horse and cart but Mm -hmm. she's startled I guess because she's not paying attention to where she's going she drops all of her things and 
the, the the horse and carriage trample over it and she's picking it up and he goes to help her and he's like oh those royals <laughs> I have no respect for any of them I'm just like boy I think Jesus. He's, trying to, he's trying to like blend in so he's like maybe they talk about <laughs> us like this and she's like I'm sure they had somewhere to go this is like a thing that he does throughout the movie I guess up until he like is like wait a minute actually you're a little different than others uh, <laughs> actually his exact words later are you're not like other girls are you and I was like Huh. But um, <laughs> it was 1997, <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but but like I think he does this thing up until that line, where he's just assuming what she thinks based on either his previous experiences with people, like with people like her, yeah. like either commoners slash women who are trying to who are trying to be courted by him. So, like, he just has mm-hmm. these assumptions about what it is that they think. And he'll yeah. put words in her mouth. And she's like, no, I just want, like, to vibe. And he's like, wait, <laughs> I just want to vibe. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, she's <laughs> just like, I don't know, man. I'm sure they had things to do. I have no grudges. <laughs> and he's like, oh, <laughs> you interest me. Hmm. I think, I mean, so, like, they're both... <laughs> beautiful so they have like the love at first sight thing going of course for them and then they, i'm not even gonna make like a commentary on it because this is a literal fairy tale yeah so i'm gonna excuse it yeah <laughs> but so they have the love at first sight thing going for them and then they have a conversation as you mentioned where he's kind of presuming that you know like no she asked what he thinks that she would want from him like getting a moment of her time and he's like I suppose you'd want to be treated like a princess and she's like no I want to be treated like a person so and immediately he's just like a real person great oh my god amazing so he he starts to let down his guard a little bit and he like gets to know her name which is Cinderella which he is enamored by he's like oh that is so cute you like to sit by the fire and there's ash on your face she's like it Um, grows on you i guess (laughs) and like (laughs) like she does not like the name yeah (laughs) (laughs) i suppose i if you want if you hear it enough and like they have this cute banter of him trying to like speaking in the not in the third person but speaking for himself in the third person kind of being like what if someone wanted to meet you wanted to hang out with you wanted to da, da, da. and she's like well i suppose that someone would have to da, 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 da. or well she's like i don't think <laughs> i want to meet anyone blah 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 and they talk about the mountains and she's like oh i've never been uh but i like to look at them and then <laughs> they have a moment that to me <laughs> Reminded me of Barbie and Princess of the Popper, where she's like, I've lived a very sheltered life. And he's like, me too. <laughs> and it's just like, and I'm thinking, when you, <laughs> it's like Princess of the Popper, where 
you know, a full-on princess is like, my life is too structured and everyone tells me what to do. And someone who is a literal slave is like, I'm a slave and I'm constantly told what to do. And they're like, you're just like me. <laughs> and that's what I think about. When he you said know, that, well, I was like, right? they, both, <laughs> they both just want to run away and never come back. I get it. I get it. I do. It's just a funny comparison to make when hearing the other person's plight. But he doesn't know her plight, really. He just knows that she's sheltered, which could mean truly Mm -hmm. anything at this point. I I was about to say Bernadette Peters, which is true. Um, The stepmother (laughs) interrupts. I was like, Bernadette Peters interrupts them. No, so the stepmother interrupts uh, because... She's warned Cinderella about talking to strangers, which is, you know, good advice, generally. But is she... it in her own good interest, though? Me thinks not. Probably not. But so Cinderella's called back to the step family, and she doesn't learn his name, which maybe he would have made something up. Maybe he would have told her the truth. I don't know. We never know. Mm. But they part ways. The prince goes back to the palace and Lionel is immediately just like why do you keep doing this to me you know how many people would want to be in your position stop leaving <laughs> my gosh you're making my life so hard essentially yeah like you will get me killed which is <laughs> troubling to, to hear actually it's like what's going on in this uh, little monarchy <laughs> that a man is fearing for his life not his job his life i mean to be fair if he's like the valet to the prince and the prince just decides to like disappear and just like sure. so you're clearly not cut out for your job um so we're sure. gonna find someone better also if anything had happened to the prince while he was under right. your care uh, you know sure so I think I think that's what he's concerned about. Mm. If anything happens to him when well, he's unable to do something, he's going to die. But yes, so his parents, the king and queen, Queen Constantina and King Maximilian, are waiting for him. They're so happy to see him once more. And the prince, Prince Christopher, learns that his a mother primarily is planning on hosting a ball to find a bride for her son. Um, the prince is none too pleased because he doesn't... He, there's a, an established a thing that this is not the first time that they've had this kind of ball and mm-hmm. he just wants to find love his own on life. his own. Yeah. And not be coerced into some kind of arranged situation with someone that he doesn't love just to like fulfill their wishes for him that's not the life that he wants Mm. so his mother is (laughs) i love whoopi goldberg so much um but she's just like squeaking and (laughs) just like (laughs) with everything that he's saying and she's like she's basically like you're breaking my heart. <laughs> but yes, she like just goes o- goes away and asks 
um, his father to take over. And, you know, the king tries to, like, play mediator. She's like, Max, my smelling salts. Talk to your son. (laughs) It's it's great. It's very great. He's trying to be, like, he's trying to be, like, the mediator. And he's like, your mother just... (sighs) wants you to be happy she's like happiness has nothing to do with it <laughs> i was like okay um but the, the the end thing is that they are trying to plan for his future in that he will one day rule the kingdom and christopher is like not right now fuck but they he he storms off because they're not listening to him she starts to go back to planning the ball immediately and the queen summons Lionel in and he's like Lionel by the prince's decree Tate is done and Lionel's like you know I didn't mean to overhear but also um the prince does not seem very happy about the situation so I'm not sure (laughs) just ignoring him altogether Mm -hmm. so they have the decree that the prince is giving a ball and <sighs> the prince is giving a ball his royal <laughs> highness christopher rupert something 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 herman herman dun, 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 dun. <laughs> into a dance number it's great mm-hmm. it's, it, it's such a nice dance number as well because i it i think it's lionel's one song yeah but it's it's so fun and i ah oh god this movie is so good it's such a it's good so fun it's so fun mm-hmm. like the only like most recent like apart from the one that we just watched yeah. uh the other day which was the little mermaid the only recent thing I could compare it to was Jingle Jangle you know Mm-mm. just like in the colors and the brightness and also kind of the stylistic choices but you know like mm. fun you know just like uh, f- bright and like yeah ah anyway yeah, so the prince is giving a ball happens. The step family, of course, hear the decree. They're all excited. And Cinderella hears as well. And she's a little excited as well. And so the step family is preparing for, you know, their, the ball, I think is the night after. So they're practicing like the poise, the posture, you know what they're going to do during the ball. Cinderella, of course, wants to go, but she is denied by the stepmother. Because even though Cinderella's like, all eligible women are, you know, can attend. Are and, invited. And yeah. the stepmother is like, and, and, and you think and that the prince is going to look at you. Think, yeah. I suppose you <laughs> think the prince is going to take one look at you and fall madly in love. And I was like, damn. She just wants to have a good time. <laughs> like, like, re- like, realistically speaking, I would too, girl. <laughs> she gets to do nothing. And I think she mentions, like, if my father were alive and the stepmother to me, like, well, he's not. And I'm yeah. just like, that's said with such, like, vitriol. Like, mm. damn. Like, what, what, what happened? What happened? Yeah. 
like it's like like how like because it's like how do you get into and i know this is a thought that i have every time i see a cinderella adaptation i'm like i mean like sometimes it's very clear that like the husband or the dad like cinderella's dad was just not aware of the crueler things that the stepmom would do mm-hmm. and and cinderella wouldn't tell on the stepmom to the dad because he was so in love and happy and stuff so mm-hmm. like in some adaptations that's made clear that that that's kind of how we got into this situation but in other adaptations like we never ever really get that indication and it's like what happened in this relationship or like why mm-hmm. like why are you like this what did she specifically this child do to you that you're so mm-hmm. mean to her i don't get it <laughs> like the only thing i can maybe think of was that she married this guy who this widower who mm-hmm. already had a child and she already had her own children maybe she was a widow too I don't know if they married for love, for money, for what, whatever reason. But mm. clearly she hasn't suffered for it. Fuck. And yeah. it's just like, I, I don't I don't know. Anyway, so Cinderella's like after the conversation where the stepmothers essentially just be like, be happy with what you have. She goes off into the kitchen and starts to sing, um... I'm my own When I hear a command, I obey. But I know the spot in my house where no one can stand in my way. In my own little corner, in my own little chair, I can be wherever I want to be. Blah, 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 blah. Just as long as I stay in my own little corner. That's blah 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 blah. (laughs) Oh god. I like the song a lot. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. But yes, so basically in her imagination she goes on all of these adventures. Mm. I'm guessing that's why she likes to sit in front of the fire she just like visualizes and daydreams in front Mm. of the fire but by the way like side conversation kiki palmer's version of this when she did it on broadway it is criminal that neither of these are on spotify criminal (laughs) (laughs) kiki palmer's version is so good it is so good there's not a, f- a full clip of it, like a full official clip of it, but there's bits of it mm-hmm. that you can see, I think, on some official YouTube channel. And I'm just like, oh, I would like to see the full pro shot. It looks so good. They both did the damn thing. And also because they have, they both have like a huskiness to their voice, which is why in my mind I connect them. That's mm. right. But yes, so... After her her own little corner, her own little chair, uh, we go back to the prince briefly, and mm. we <laughs> poor Lionel suffers so much. So the like, prince is also upset. the physical, <laughs> the physical abuse, <laughs> the slapstick abuse. It's so sad. Hmm. 
While hanging up garlands, uh, Lionel is the prince and is understandably upset with his uh, parents, his mother, for going ahead with the ball, even though he like clearly was against it. And he wants them to announce that it's not happening to like take it back. And his mom is not having it. She's just like, you know, like once you get a ball rolling, it's hard to stop it. <laughs> um, but the the prince is just upset and they're still on this train of like you might find someone that you like at the ball and the prince is just not having it so lionel suggests um after being told that he should probably stay out of it when he interjects is that the prince the ball that all happens and the prince is initially like traitor but he's like if he finds someone at the ball you know that's fine that's great if he doesn't and the prince catches on and is like mom I know you want the best for me but if this doesn't work I want to find love my own way without you interfering just let me live my life god damn it he doesn't Mm. curse but you know that's the essence (laughs) and you know the, the king is like, you know, that does sound kind of fair. You know, I'm not going to fight that. So the the queen has no option really than to like, go along with it. The prince is happy with this. And Lionel is like, I'm sure the prince is going to find someone. And the queen is like, for your sake, you better hope he does. And she like... I don't know if she like smacks him or the ladder, but he falls off. And it's just, I'm just like, this man suffers so much. Mm. Why? So back in the step family's house, the the stepsisters are being coached by the stepmother. Also, I haven't named them yet. The, the stepsisters' names are Minerva and Calliope. But so they're being coached on how to act in front of a Is prince. A Greek figure name. I mean, I know yes. Calliope is, because like I don't yes. know why Minerva like hit a nerve in my mind when I heard them together. Minerva is a goddess of wisdom. Uh, I see. I see. Okay. Minerva is being a forced tighter into her corset, which is not how corset like in defense of corsets. <laughs> That's not how they're meant to go. You're not supposed to do it until you can't breathe. That's not the point of corset. And if Mm -hmm. you can't breathe in a corset, it's not the right size of corset. Please, please get fitted. Mm -hmm. Ah, Anyway, so... It's for the slapstick um, humor. Yes, but it's the same joke for the last... (laughs) 40 years (laughs) every time there's a corset on screen someone is suffering inside of it and I'm just like women wore these for several decades without issue like their underwear their shapewear like it's not meant to be painful anyway so (laughs) aside from my corset the the 
the coaching goes about as well as you can expect. Like the sisters are trying to outdo each other at every turn yeah. where one like, does something, the other one wants do? to do the like, same thing. And just... I'll start off with batting my lashes. Well, I'll start off with a curtsy. Well, then I'll start off with a curtsy. Then I'll start off with batting my lashes. Well, then I'll bat. And it's like, girls, you're both pretty. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> please. Um, but they both seem anxious about it. Minerva seems to have uh, a scratching, an itching tick, which mood. I had that when I was younger. When I would get nervous, I would my legs would start to itch. And I would just be like constantly like slapping. I was just like, I've grown out of it. Now all of my anxiety is contained in my torso. So, you know, that's fine. Um, but but um, yes, no. So I understand the itching. And then um, I think she wanted to like do a poem for the prince. Yes. And then Calliope is like, uh, I'll just laugh at everything he says with my naturally infectious, infectious. laughter. Which <laughs> Oh my god. And 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 the stepmother's like, Calliope, I beg of you, do not snore <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> but yes, so it's not going great. Yeah. Um, but I think Cinderella has some opinions which the stepmother shuts down and she's just yeah, like oh, she's falling in love with love is silly like shouldn't the prince love you for who you are and you know you talk to each other and blah 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 you know the kind of things <laughs> that you know ends up being the thing that is attractive about her to him essentially like shouldn't yes. y'all vibe and Bernadette Peters is like no Falling in love <laughs> with love is falling for make-believe. Falling in love with love. Do, 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 do. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so while the song is happening, um, they're getting ready. Rather, Cinderella is getting them ready for the ball. <laughs> like she's like doing their facials and like their manicures and then their hair and all of these things and they are prepared for the ball in like quite lovely dresses they seem to have missed the color coordination that happens later but you know i okay because i watched it a couple times for the podcast and i rec i recognize that the colors are there yes but because like, the, like the, the, the color scheme of like everyone else once we get to the ball is mm-hmm. shades of blue and purple. And yes. Minerva has this like pinkish purple situation going on, which is the yes. closest of the two of them to the entire color scheme. Whereas Calliope has a blue green situation going on, except the green is so loud that you can barely mm-hmm. see the blue. Because the first time around, after I'd watched it, I was like, why didn't they match, like, this? everyone else was in blue, including Cinderella. So, like, why, like, did they have to stick out that much? And then I realized, oh, well, you know, Minerva almost fits in. It's Calliope. If they'd switched where the green is to blue and then where the blue is to green, I think 
they would have stuck out in the way that I think they're meant to because they're meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, gaudy and uh, like they're meant to be off-putting. And so mm-hmm. it would have stuck out still and been out there, but it would have fit into the uh, the color scheme better. I, I would have possibly liked it better. I just thought I'd put in my two cents on that because I did have a, mm-hmm. I did have to like look at it and be like, I need to understand why they chose these dresses of all the dresses. <laughs> <laughs> that that could be. So after Cinderella bids them bids them farewell. Mm. She goes, she's singing like another little reprise of My Own Little Corner as mm. she goes to like, you know, sit sadly um, in her kitchen and she whispers into the fire. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. And just like a trauma response, my mind just went, more than anything, more than like <laughs> It's just in there. And Bernadette Peters, too, did not, being in here does not help that. But, uh, but yes. Oh, we... no, I'm fully, I'm fully there with you. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter now. Anytime yeah. there's any fairy tale adaptation, my brain immediately goes to Into the Woods and I can't mm-hmm. help it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm just like, I'm guessing this is just trapped forever yeah. now like this is i'm never going to forget this this so, is my life <laughs> yeah essentially but yes then so, we get whitney houston she appears in the window all the wishes in the world who are you <laughs> she's um suitably confused and i think whitney has i say whitney the fairy godmother that's who she is um i think because i think cinderella says something about dreams like in her wildest dreams and i think she says faldera fiddly 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 foodle all the dreamers in the world are silly in the noodle <laughs> cinderella's like that's terrible <laughs> And again, it's just like no malice intended. It's literally her first thought. And Whitney mm. took it in the way that's like, you tried coming up with a rhyme on the spot. Mm. And I was like, no, just like what you said about dreamers. Like, why shouldn't we dream? It's like, oh, she wasn't calling your rhyme terrible. She was just saying the sentiment yeah. is terrible. Yeah. But again, it's just like your first instinct response girl is um they're really (laughs) catching sometimes (laughs) like wow um and i love that for you so (laughs) she invites the fairy godmother in and they have a conversation about what is um cinderella is saying like you know her family is all that she has and then she she can't even though she wants to run away like that's yeah. not really a thing that yeah. she can do and the fairy godmother is rightfully saying like you know despite what you may think like this isn't the life that your father intended for you like you <laughs> this is not this is not it essentially yeah um, like i think her that's a direct response to her saying like 
my like before he died or whatever my my dad asked me to keep the family together or something like that yeah and yeah the fair godmother is like that that can't have been like what he meant like he could not have envisioned this for you girl get out (laughs) yeah but the fairy godmother is essentially like you keep dreaming up about wanting to leave but you don't do anything about it and cinderella is like oh i guess wishes aren't fine but the fairy godmother actually kind of is like wishes are okay like dreaming not so much but wishing Mm. (laughs) and i was like what's the difference i guess Mm -hmm. wishes are something you can more put into action in terms of her abilities so i think they start talking about impossible things and then impossible yeah for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage impossible for a plain country pumpkin something 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 of course the world is full of um, something 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 sensible rules impossible things are happening every day and then my favorite part the bit that's in the in the the clip the behind the scenes clip where they're when they're uh learning or like practicing the song the impossible 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 and the <laughs> in the clip itself if you haven't seen i've posted it on our instagram but the impossible why are you down there impossible please do that i was playing two different characters named brandy and whitney houston thank you (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes so um the the fairy godmother leads cinderella outside where she does the thing that she's singing about and Mm -hmm. cinderella's like well if impossible things can happen if impossible things can happen, then like something as impossible as going to the ball, maybe? Yes, you can help me with that. So she turns the pumpkin into a carriage. She takes her mice and turns them into horses and footmen. And she gives Cinderella a beautiful ball gown. And Cinderella is... Well, I think... Did she illustrate the rules before she left? I think it was like, you have to be back before the final stroke of midnight all of this kind yeah, of stuff she sort of yeah she does say like i don't know girl it's just magic <laughs> essentially there's like <laughs> the the rules of magic are midnight don't know what to tell you <laughs> i mean i guess it's like the start of a new day it's just like the magic extends until the end of the day and then like this is the sure. very end minute of the day Sure. After that, it's no good. <laughs> we can absolutely take that on to be the canon if we want to. They don't. <laughs> they don't exclude that as a possibility. Yeah, I mean it's the only thing that makes sense to me. But again, mm. magic doesn't. I would also make like sense. to say so, um, the go- fairy godmother's uh, magic, like the C- the CG of the magic. I was like, hmm, yes, this was made in nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> oh yeah the little the little like spiral things yeah. and the sparkle yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah 
<laughs> but otherwise, so fun. <laughs> so, as they race in the carriage to the castle, we cut to the ball. And, mm-hmm. you know, the prince is dancing. Everyone, I guess a lot of other, like, stately persons and whatnot are also dancing the court mm. floor you know it's full of people in these like we mentioned blue like light blue dark blue purple ball gowns you know everyone everyone is coordinated you know the mm. prince stands out he's in all white and yep. you know we have this like row of girls on the staircase that are just waiting for their opportunity to you know get a chance to dance with the prince you know and we see uh lionel just taking the girls away one by one as the prince snaps his fingers and just proceeds to dance with another one immediately like he's not he's not in it he's not having a good time this is actually the worst situation take issue with this because he doesn't even <laughs> try to have a conversation with any of these women. We only, and I mean, we only do really see him talk to three women, and that is the three women that we are familiar with in terms of the eligible bachelorettes mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but he doesn't, like, there are so many pretty women in that crowd that I'm like, not one of them, you said hi. And like, what are you interested in? And then, you know, because like I it would like if all of the dancing or all of the encounters matched what was happening with Calliope and Minerva, I would mm-hmm. get it more. You know, I'd have less issue with it because it would be like, oh, he's, you know, trying to talk to these women and none of them seem to have or like all of them seem to be trying to impress me because that's. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that like really turns him off about the whole thing is that it's because he's the prince and not because he's who he is. No one wants to get to know him. No one's get to talk to him, but yeah, he's not even trying to figure that shit out. And I'm like, there are plenty of pretty women here. Like not a simple, what do you do in the day? Like, (laughs) yes, maybe the implication is like, we don't see it. But maybe okay. the implication is that he's having these conversations with these women, like, briefly. I would have um, liked to see it with and, at least one of them so that we can... Yeah. I would like that to have been established, rather, is what I mean. So that, like, we yeah. can assume that the rest of them are having the exact same type of experience. But whatever. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so they're going through... And I think the stepmother, I'm going to stop trying to say Bernadette Peters. The stepmother mm-hmm. pulls Lionel aside and essentially, you know, is trying to like smooch up to him and be like, you know, what's it going to take for my daughters to get a little extra time with the parents, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're very elegant ladies, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, trying to like push them up. And the prince... Also, because she's distracting him, the the princess, the princesses, the stepsisters, you know, like might get a bit more time. So mm. the I think Minerva goes first, and you know she she does her thing. She like tries to do her poem, 
the prince is confused. Two ships that pass by the, in the night. That's you and me. Where are the two ships? <laughs> and also, like, do you have an itch? No, I don't know what you're talking about. There, you did it again. Yeah. You can clearly mm-hmm. tell. I've watched this very recently. <laughs> <laughs> I did not watch it very recently i watched it uh, just not recently but uh, yes so after her moment um it's calliope's turn and she just girl she just starts laughing at apropos of everything just starts laughing and he's just like your laughter is incessant, incessant. and then she laughs at that too <laughs> My God, my girl! And she's like, um, your Highness is just very amusing, but she says it in French, like "très amusant" or something like that. I don't know. And he's like, mm-hmm. "That's the first time I have ever been described as that." Lionel, <laughs> speed up the thing, speed it up, speed it up. And they literally do speed up, like. Uh, also, I love like every time they would cut back to like the king and queen just like watching this happening, mm-hmm. and the king's like, "I think this is going well." No, she <laughs> He's not having it. Um, Cinderella like, arrives. He smiled. That's a smile, right? No, that's a grimace. Nah, a so little weird. smile. Yeah. But Cinderella arrives at the um mm. at the ball, and. Initially, she seems to think that the godmother is going with her, and she's like, "No, this is all you. Like, mm-hmm. go, go, have fun." It would have saved her the... a lot of grief if she did, by the way, because she could have been like, "That's my mom," and they could have been like, "Yeah, she's princess of something." <laughs> but I didn't. So, did all of the princesses like come with their entourage, like their parents? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think know. so. <laughs> doesn't seem it from like what the crowd shots look like so she arrives meanwhile on the dance floor it's mayhem but she arrives at the top of the grand staircase and the prince sees her and she sees him and i'm just like did you realize in this moment that the prince was the guy that you were talking to I wish <laughs> that is true because I was like, at the very least, y'all, okay, yes. y'all look exactly the same. But I can imagine mm-hmm. the prince has seen many women tonight that like, sure, yes. every face that he's ever met is blending together unless he's seeing it in front mm-hmm. of his face. And so like, I'm giving him an excuse in that he's been dancing all night. You, ma'am are sheltered as you said you've encountered exactly two men i would have to assume (laughs) in the past three days they that look at the very least similar and like have the same quirks when talking with you girl be serious (laughs) oh boy but it's a fairy tale it's a fairy tale it's a fairy tale so Mm -hmm. they don't recognize each other in the in in the lights of the evening but they see each other for a dis from a distance and fall in love again and 
he immediately goes to dance with her and the dance floor clears completely no one else is dancing and they're just uh doing a waltz in the middle of the floor you know it's beautiful and the king and queen are just like who is this who is this (laughs) but i don't know but she's beautiful (laughs) <laughs> and then the king says uh, if I were a young man I <laughs> and she's like yes dear <laughs> and he's like well I'd be younger wouldn't I yes dear <laughs> <sighs> my god the step family is uh, annoyed because they're like who is this woman that's stolen all the prince's attention and then the stepmother's mm-hmm. like she seems familiar somehow and so makes it her mission for the rest of the dance evening to get close enough to this girl to see why she looks familiar cinderella sees them and panic the panic (laughs) just like no we're gonna dance away from them please but the two of them are like convinced that they seem well the prince is convinced like are you sure I haven't met you before? Was it summer at this place? Or was it winter at the lodge? Or, And she's like, no. No, I don't believe so. Uh, but they're and just... It all could have ended with her saying, I live a pretty sheltered life. And you <laughs> may have been snapped back to that moment. <sighs> so many <laughs> griefs would have been avoided. But again... I'm dissecting something that has been a staple <laughs> of the fairy tale for many a decade. So it's fine. But yeah, we got into 10 minutes ago, I met you and we murmured out, how do you do? I found her. Or something like that. (laughs) May never come down to earth again. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And they they keep dancing for I I, I don't know how long. Like dance outside. They like they like leave ballroom in and of itself. Yeah, they leave the ballroom. Everyone else starts to dance again mercifully. But they they go out into this courtyard that has all these swan fountains and of course the stepsisters follow after mm. and we get the stepsister lament why would a fellow want a girl like that a fellow from a beauty she's a it's fun i suppose vocally it's an intentional choice to have them not sound like very classical like very like classical uh musical theatery you know like very very like hitting the notes very harshly yeah i think it's meant to like make them sound like they're whining which they are yeah and like 
very much to separate them from the sound of Cinderella, which is very graceful and very, which is also the point of the song which is like why she's so like obviously the hottest person ever and she's graceful and she's nice and she's pretty and she's got a figure that's nice and all of those things i have none of those things and i think it's more charming so what now you know (laughs) but yes back in the ballroom the prince and Cinderella are dancing and, you know, the the stepmother's still trying to get closer, but the king and the queen are dancing as well. And then they swap partners and the king asks Cinderella, you know, my son, he's behaving himself. He's, he's treating you nicely. It's a chip off the old block. And Cinderella's like, oh yes, he's been like a perfect gentleman. He's just been lovely. Meanwhile, <laughs> on the other side of the prince and his mother, he's like, what is he saying to her? Like, what's happening? And she's just like, I wouldn't worry about it. You said you weren't going to find the love of your life tonight. And the prince just smiles because he doesn't have anything to say to that. Mm. And when they go to swap back, the the queen takes Cinderella by the hand and walks her away a little bit. And the king has to stop the prince from like just running after them immediately. But he, she, the queen asks about Cinderella's family and I think, does she say that? Oh, she asks if they know her mother and father. Father, yeah. And Cinderella's and like, no, I don't think like, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like, where are they? I'd like to meet them. And she's like, well, you mm-hmm. see, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's like, my father is, well, and she's like, yes. And I'm just like, you should have just told him, told him they were dead. That would have been the truth. Your parents are deceased. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where your mom is. Maybe she ran away. But your parents are dead. Yeah. And that would have been an answer. Maybe it would have even lent her sympathetic ear to you. Like, girl, yeah. they might have rescued you in this moment. But, you know, she panics like she sees her stepmother and she's just like no no nope goodbye thank you <laughs> gotta go gotta go, gotta go gotta go and the prince is like what did you say to her and the queen is like i didn't say but ah! she didn't it literally wasn't it wasn't her fault to be yeah. fair yeah so cinderella wants to leave like now she finds a fairy godmother and she's just like i i need to go like right now which, and the by the way, like, like surely it's because yeah. like not too long after this, it's midnight. Like surely it was a fine yeah. time for her to leave. Anyways, I don't know why the fairy godmother was hindering. Like I get it that she's yes. like, girl, make a connection, da, da, da. but at the same time, I'm like, okay, they have a song after this, and then it's mm-hmm. midnight. She could have left yes. and been home in her little carriage and shit. Okay. Yes, she's encouraged to stay by her fairy godmother. Yes. yes. And the prince comes out because he's obviously looking for her. And yep. he apologizes immediately. He's like, whatever my mother said, I'm very sorry. But then he also <laughs> goes like, 
I want to meet your parents. You know, I want to meet everyone in your family. She's like, no, no, no. you don't. Like, yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I guess it's just his way of like, I want to know like more about you, everything about you. Yeah. And they start to like, be like. They like talk about, I don't know. I suppose her expectations of it all in a way, sort of. Right. Cause yeah. like he, he, he does say like, you know, I suppose you would love to be treated like a princess and like a this and like a that. And she's like, no, I'd like to be treated like a person with respect. I'd like to have somebody mm-hmm. to talk to kind of thing. And he's like, ah, I was just saying that the other day. That sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. We are meant to be a pr- like there's I know nothing else, but those are the magic words to me. Yeah, because I think he's like, is it is it so strange to like feel like you can be like so open with someone so quickly because he's like yeah. when i'm with you I, f- I feel like myself not the self that i need to like show other people like the true me inside me and i'm just like y'all just met oh it's a fairy tale y'all just met though you just met oh my god and maybe it's because like you aren't seeing it but you can like see the girl that you met the other day and your heart is telling you that you already feel these things and that's why but I'm right. just like y'all if and not for that y'all just met yeah. oh my god anyway it's a fairy tale and I'm gonna let it go but she <laughs> agrees she's just like no I understand perfectly you know what that feels like and so they begin um, he begins to sing do I love you because you're beautiful or are you beautiful because I love you? And I'm just like, so you acknowledge that this is strange. <laughs> oh. I love you because you're beautiful. Or are you beautiful because I love you? Are you the sweetest invention of a lover's dream? I don't actually remember how that part goes. Or are you really as beautiful as you seem? I don't know because I'm thinking of the harmony at that point, and I'm not sure yeah. which note I'm going for it. <laughs> but I like the song again because I like when they're harmonizing with each other. Yeah, Rogers and Hammerstein did the thing. I think the song is from originally from the original thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and. At the end of this song, they share a kiss, and then it's it's midnight immediately, and she has to run away. So, I I I didn't realize, but while he's running after her, like, cause they go like through the dance floor, like the main ballroom. As she goes, she runs up the stairs, and right. as they pass by the king, the king says to the prince don't let her get away and just like i didn't realize that that was a thing that that he said i was just like so he he like he like like he doesn't know why she's running away is the thing (laughs) comes off a little flighty but i think also he's like seen like his son because i guess to this point his son hasn't been like emotionally invested in any young woman at all and yeah. like we get the one the one 
and she's running away. <laughs> and he's like, this yeah. is never going to happen again. Chris, grab that girl. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he doesn't. He, like, she escapes. She's running. And I think they keep, they sing another refrain of, um, do I love you? But it's, you know, it's the sad, it's the sad reprise. And so the he spots the shoe, the glass slipper. And she's she ran so far, so fast. Like she's yeah. back in the market square when we cut back to her. Like it's I don't know how far it is from the castle, but that girl she got some speed in her legs. Anyway. Um It was serious for her. She needed to get out. <laughs> yes. But back in the house she's waiting by the time the step family return and they start like saying all of these fantastical things about the ball that didn't actually happen and they're like oh Cinderella like like, I think they say like it would have been perfect except for this like I love princess how, whoever okay. she is. I love how they come in like bragging as if Cinderella like I because <laughs> like it's just like what was the point of this? They come in like oh yeah I mean he danced with me for an hour. An hour? Well yeah. Well then he danced with me for an hour and then the stepmother apropos of everything is like I wouldn't be surprised if he proposed to either of you. I'm like who is this for? I know you're trying <laughs> to make her Dallas. I get that a little bit. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, but like, who is this for? <laughs> what is what does this satisfy in you to lie to yourself like this? I think it's more just like to lie to Cinderella because sure, like shitting on her makes them feel good. I mean, I guess since now. they had such a uh, unexpected night of someone sweeping the prince away and it being none of them. Yeah. So, sure. But they do mention, like, this princess. Um, Something or other. And I think one of the sisters said, like, oh, you can't even imagine. And then Cinderella was like, well, I wasn't there, but I can imagine that there was a grand staircase and all of this information that you shouldn't really be able to imagine unless you were there. Um mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, you have no <laughs> poker face. <laughs> My God, yeah. bless your heart. But it's, well, not good. But they get into think, a lovely night. Because, like, part of it does look, uh, uh, in this moment, does look a bit like a jab at that. Not a j- like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Like, unlike her previous times when she said something unintentionally shady, here Mm -hmm. it feels like she's deliberately, like, poking the bear kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Of, like, well, I suppose, and I describe exactly what happened kind of thing, almost to be like, you would never guess that I was there in a weird way. But, yeah, and then they get into a lovely night. Da-da, da-da. It's Tara. And there's a moment where she bows, Cinderella does. And yes. the stepmother 
has a moment where she's like I think she like realizes because like I mean her hair doesn't look the same like yes it's in braids but like the hair the styling of the braids is very different but just the moment of the bow like sparks something in her because like she had been saying throughout the the section of the ball where Cinderella came in like she looks familiar but like I can't put my finger on it you know so I think this is where she puts her finger on it and um yes she's like that's enough girls go to sleep blah 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 and Cinderella you suck bye (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like you can like dress up however much you want but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like you're nobody and Mm -hmm. you should try to just accept that also he I think she says that her father like spoiled her which I'm just Mm -hmm. like by whose assertion do you say that like how do you know that he's like you spoiled your daughters daughters. rotten so I don't know what kind of spoiling you think that she received so much that you have the right to treat her like shit for the rest of her life like I think I think going back again maybe it was literally just a thing that she felt like the father loved Cinderella more than her and he's gone now so she punishes Cinderella forever for that for not receiving Mm. the amount of love that she thought she deserved I don't know Mm. but (sighs) any amount of interpretation so (laughs) but event you know essentially like doing the thing that she does to break her spirit as she always does and Cinderella you know she's upset she goes outside and I think she's just she's just having a little lament and then I think she starts to she she gets they always do like the sad little like after refrains of things because she's like yeah remembering like oh we kissed and you know I'll dream of it forever and this the fairy godmother comes back and it's just like if you love him so much like just let him know and she's like but look at me I'm no one and the godmother's like believe in yourself and I'm just like I don't know if that's the one (laughs) you can't just tell someone who's just like my life is shit and you're just like believe in yourself and it'll get better I was like no it would not have gotten even a little bit better if not for your interference interfere some more please yeah but yeah meanwhile in the castle the prince is like i will not rest until i have found the woman that i danced with that night (laughs) shoe because he has the shoe yes because i think his parents are like you haven't ebbed you haven't slept like and he's like no I must find her. You might not find her. Don't say that. I am going to find her. <laughs> and then we get Whit- uh, Whitney Whoopi doing a little um, alto movement from um, the Do I Do, do you, love- you Love Her? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, yes, I love it. Is it a lover reprise? Yes. The melancholy reprise. But you know he's determined 
like the 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 love is waiting for him and he's going to search to this entire kingdom to find it doesn't care he's gonna try this shoe on the foot of every woman that lives here and i'm just like (laughs) i mentioned this before we started recording but i'm just like i understand that this is full colorblind casting and so they don't they don't like race was not a factor however the woman you danced with was clearly black she was black you could have narrowed this down (laughs) um a black girl maybe maybe not with braids in you know but please and i just i just there were so many things but you know it's colorblind (laughs) It's colorblind. I mean, because like the second you start to acknowledge that that factor of it, you have to question the biology. <laughs> the the um, I question ethnicity. nothing. He's adopted. No, I question nothing. He's adopted, just like how in the Little Mermaid, Prince Eric was adopted. He's adopted. Sure. Ethnicity over. <laughs> okay, and then Minerva would have to also then have been adopted i okay fine we don't have to get into the details of every family that exists (laughs) (laughs) the second we start to like question it we have to like question like the second we try to uh reason the the race itself like add the race itself you have to question all of the other things because it would have been very dodgy because like at that point, if they had made Minerva white, it would have been very dodgy. Yes. Cinderella be black. Um, yes. So, like, yeah. So, it's just, like, best to, like, fully let go of the idea of race and ethnicity. As Fine. As ethnicity at this point. I will do that. <sighs> so, he's trying the foot on, the foot on, the shoe on, all of the feet. Poor Lionel. Just got to put up with all of the feet, they get to mm-hmm. the step uh, mother's home, Cinderella's home, and tries it on Calliope, does not fit. He tries it on Minerva, does not fit. Um, even the stepmother gets in on the action, and it, Lionel's just like, it was a young woman, younger than you. <laughs> But the shoe mm. goes on. It goes on and she's like screaming with delight and the prince is horrified and then she starts screaming in pain because the shoe is too tight. It only like just, it just made it's it on. cutting off my circulation. What's wrong with you? You can clearly tell this, this would have fit on my foot. And I was like, oh God, okay, ma'am. But yes, so it fits no one in the household according to them um when the prince asks is there any other woman here they all like pile in front of the door to the kitchen and he's like which is like who's behind not the door? suspicious whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> and they try to like you know fast talk their way out of it you know just like you know it's like you know my this daughter is is lovely in her own right and then minerva is also you know she's eloquent you know just like pick any one of them please one of my daughters Mm -hmm. they're playing like keep away with the shoe as well but there's no one in the kitchen when they go to look and so the prince is like oh let's just leave lionel 
And of course, in a similar fashion to the way that they first met, Cinderella is almost getting run over by a cart and horses. And he recognizes her in that moment that Mm. and he says, oh, you know, those royals not caring if they're in anybody's way. And so she responds in a similar way that she did the first time. I'm sure they're going somewhere very important. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, y'all are cute. Your eyes are terrible, yeah. but y'all are cute. So, I, I, I he, um, he's like, may I? And he gets the shoe and he slips it onto her foot. And the stepmother is screaming because this is everything she did not want to happen. And then she faints into the arms of her stepdaughters, of her daughters. They're not her stepdaughters. And then we get the song, um, There is Music in You. Of all the songs, this is the one that literally does not stick in my head. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'll keep it short with this one. Da 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 da. There's music in you. Into more singing. This <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I think I know why, but like. I immediately in my head was thinking, believe in yourself, <laughs> you know, from the whiz. Yes. But yes, so the prince and Cinderella are getting married. They... They have this royal entourage through the town as they go in their white carriage, yeah. their their horses, and everyone is invited, I'm guessing, except for the step family. Yeah. And they, they try to get into the gates, mm. but yes, they are in love and everyone is happy for them and they kiss and the, the movie is over. Yay! That is the end of the movie. Now, let's get into our ratings using our standard rhetoric of five. Starting with music and choreography. Oh! Mwah, chef's kiss. Love it so much. So the choreography, I think, so there are two big dance numbers. There is the prince is giving a ball, which is, you know, fun, colorful, they have um, these little teams of people that are doing their own little things. They're waving, what is it, fabric and, you know, carrying around cakes and veg and whatever, you know, is great. Like the townspeople doing their thing. And then we have like the graceful choreography of the, the ballroom scene, which, you know, it's not technically difficult but it's difficult in the way that everyone looks very coordinated and like it is generally hard to coordinate that many people so i do appreciate that as well um so yes i enjoy the choreography the bits that 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 are there music again so it like pulls nostalgia for me because i already know all of the songs but i don't have like a bad word to say about any of the songs I didn't realize how many times they reference the songs again like do little like after refrains um mm. 
but that's not a problem and this movie is only like what an hour and a half so honestly could have shoved in like six more songs extended it maybe i'd have a problem with it but because it's so short all of the songs are um beggars except for the last one it doesn't yeah i don't remember it (laughs) but yes no music and choreography i would give i guess four yeah four out of five glass slippers okay i like the choreography it's fun in the town scene and it is nice in the ball scene i don't know i think we've seen equally as large dance scenes that were more impressive to me choreography wise Mm -hmm. and so like there is a little bit of me that's like oh just there's like a little something missing but like overall it was meant to I don't think it was meant to fully be like a choreo moment more than like a story character moment for to like show the the uniformity of all of it and the how monotonous and boring and all of that stuff is so like for story purposes I understand and I get it and so I respect it and therefore I'm okay with it um because <laughs> uh, also the dancing is not it's not that I'm like I'm saying that the dancing is bad I'm just saying it wasn't as adventurous as it could be uh which is okay um the music so i mentioned earlier i think that there's a quirk that i noticed and that is they r&b unize a couple of the songs and (laughs) and i don't know why it makes me laugh it just like because it's like i don't know it just it made me laugh because i'm like obviously if you're gonna listen to the rogers and hammerstein movie that came before it which is where this is this is what this is a remake of or the broadway or even west end i think maybe adaptations later the sound is not that (laughs) but like i think you first hear it i know you hear it immediately actually you hear it with uh the sweetest sound but like you also like especially because in my own little my own little corner is like actually from the Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, musical, it, it, you can hear the very like, okay, now it's R&B. Here's some hi-hats. Like it's, I don't know what to tell you. It made me giggle, but it's not like, it doesn't mean anything to me. It's just made me giggle. Um, I do like the songs though. They're fun. If you have been listening at all, I've been jamming throughout. Um, <laughs> except for obviously the last song that I still struggle to remember. And it's, again, I think because it's, it's cause it's the end and it doesn't really have a narrative purpose and it doesn't really add that much. And also because I immediately like upon seeing and hearing it, this, you know, when I was watching for, the podcast immediately upon hearing and seeing it my mind just went to believe you can go home believe you can float on air you know i was just like back with 
Galinda the Good Witch telling Dorothy in The Wiz that she just got to click her heels three times and believe in herself. And so that's the thing that was like, you know, that blocks me, I think, partially from remembering this song. Mm. But Whitney Houston sounds great on it. <laughs> so, you know, there is that. <laughs> um, also, yes, uh, it is a crime, criminal, completely unbelievably sad that this is not available as like that. I don't think it's it was ever made to be available ever as a soundtrack ever anywhere. And that is sad because these are bangers. Like, girl, <laughs> they would be some of my most played songs. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I do then think I will give it. I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. Four <laughs> slippers. Four glass slippers. So, getting into the story, I mean, there's not much to talk of about the story like okay so they hit the story beats Mm. fine yes I think like historically Cinderella isn't given much of a personality like she's literally just a vessel through which we participate in the story by woe is me my family hates me but (laughs) through magic I'll get to go to this ball and meet a prince and then we live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. I do like that they gave her like some semblance. They gave her like a personality and we got like to meet the prince, which is like so she doesn't have as much of a personality as let's say Drew Barrymore and Ever After, but that's like a whole different <laughs> situation. Yeah. We I'm happy with what we have. I, I I'm happy with her portrayal because Ever after, she's a bit more of a firecracker. So she's still like that kind of gentle, spirited person, which mm-hmm. we don't like have that much of. Like black women being portrayed as like gentle beings um, that are worthy of being romanced. Mm. So it's it's nice to have that. So I can't really complain. And yeah, no, I. I do, I do still like the story. I'll excuse everything I dislike for it being a fairy tale. <sighs> you know, the ones. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, as for story, I'll give it... Uh, I'll give it... I'll give it four. The only thing I wished was maybe we could get a little more information on like Cinderella's history, like with her step family and what happened. That's the only thing right. I would have liked more of, which is a thing that we never really get in these stories. Yeah. Um, but yes, so four, four out of five little chairs. Cute. I was also thinking about in the Cinderella's personality as I was watching, and because like there's that very affected way that um, Brandy's like delivering the lines of like everything is up here and very breathy and very like I'm very sweet right and I I was like 
Mm -hmm. Oh, she could have afforded to have a little bit more bite or whatever. And then I thought because she's black, that kind of Mm -hmm. quote sass unquote would be just to that would just fall into being like, oh, she's a stereotype kind of thing. And so I think the Mm -hmm. distinction was maybe important to her if that is the case. Um, And I appreciate that. I also think like other than the delivery, they don't also give her much else other than like, I want to be treated like a person. Fair enough. We see that she's not treated as Mm -hmm. such. I want to be respected. Fair enough. We see that she's not given any of that. And she's a dreamer and all of that. I don't know. It's like, she's Cinderella. Whatever, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But in terms of the rest of the story, it is as it is. I think the difference of having them meet at least once before the ball is such a small difference, but for some reason makes all the difference for the the uh callback that happens at the end and it makes it like it it intentionally i would have to assume deepens in quotes the the connection between the two of them like you know yes we have to accept the sort of like fairy tale timing of it all and the love at first sight of it all and all of that that but um the meeting before and having banter having this these conversation outside and you know having that those moments to sort of have the prince himself feel like oh this is someone that is not like the other girls um (laughs) and uh and you know, like, that's why he likes her. Not necessarily because she is an analog, but, like, because this is probably one of the first people who he's had a real conversation with that isn't, you know, royalty-related or whatever. And he's, you know, had... I'm making so many assumptions based on very little. <laughs> but I am also, like, I'm, I'm just accepting that that is part of, the 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 charm of it and part of maybe the point of it like the the vagueness of a lot of it allows for us as an audience to just sort of insert whatever information that we feel is missing in order for it to make sense to us and so i will give this a three point i'll give it a 3.75 Little corners in Cinderella's little chair. Little chairs in Cinderella's little corner. Finally, (laughs) and finally, overall enjoyment. I mean, I I enjoy the musical. (laughs) I there's I don't think, and I could be wrong. I don't think we had many things like this. When I was growing up, um, like complete colorblind cast thing, uh, um, an Asian male protagonist, a black female protagonist-led storyline, like 
great actors in 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 their roles just like there was nothing really like this and like at the time like you could argue that there are things like this now um but at the t- at the time it ridiculous how good this was and again it's still like it brings like a childish kind of delight to me when i see like the costuming choices because time period sure whatever and it it just it, it lends like an air of fantasy to all of it and it's just like not taking itself so seriously but still well crafted right you know yeah. in a kind of way so i'm just i there's there's no part of me that is dissatisfied when it's even suggested that we watch the brandy cinderella because it's a great film so uh i just i don't know i enjoyed it i'll probably keep enjoying it until i die so the rating i would give it would be a 4.5 out of 5 gaudy hats nice i very much enjoyed this like despite whatever criticism i've given and whatever critiques i've had (laughs) i very much enjoyed this this is fun um again it is probably evidenced in all of the ways in which i was ref like actively quoting um it's fun (laughs) i think all the actors are great the chemistry is great i think the chemistry between um our two leads uh, both in their vocal tone and harmony as well as their like actual chemistry as characters um, great I love to see it colorblind casting great love to see it I also don't think I saw anything like this um, as a kid that was like fully like seeing quote myself in a fantasy like this um, so it's like great for that, for for what it was. Yeah, it was fun. I also think it's cute that Disney decided to bring them back for Descendants 4, I believe, where they play Cinderella and the King at that point, I suppose. Um, I think that's very adorable. I haven't seen the movie, but I've never seen the Descendants movies anyways, so like I can't really say anything. Maybe one day in the future we shall cover it. It is in the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I very enjoyable movie. It is nice and short. There it is like the full thing is just jam-packed with songs with like slight moments of of, of conversation in between, which I also liked colorful fun dodgy cgi that can only be like you can only just be nostalgic about (laughs) perfect (laughs) i give this a 4.25 4.25 gaudy hats let's go (laughs) our obsessions the news clips and shows and songs that caught our attention our obsessions something new and fresh or even something that could be called ancient is it on a stage or on a screen is it something that we haven't already seen our obsessions of theater and musicals okay 
finally, <laughs> we're at the part of the podcast where we talk about the things that we like, uh, that piqued our interest, that we just want to talk about that are related to musicals, musical theater, theater, all of the above, or tangentially related. And I'm going to start with my one and only obsession, which is the documentary of the Freestyle Love Supreme and sort of their history and the trajectory of that that led to Hamilton that is on Wait in the Wings. The video itself is called The Obscure Rap Show That Somehow Led to Hamilton. Um, came out like four weeks ago. It's very good and I recommend it. And that is all I have. What about you? So... I went to see A Strange Loop, the Barbican Theatre, I guess, is it considered the West End? I guess it's considered the West End, yeah. Um, but I went to see A Strange Loop. I, the musical, is so they, the opening song is, um, it like lines out what the show is going to be like. It's a fat, queer, black um, Broadway show. There, it doesn't lie. It's 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 so a, a, a strange loop is about um, a the the our protagonist Usher, who is an usher at a Disney musical who is writing a musical about a fat young gay black man who's writing a musical about a fat young gay black man who's writing a musical, and so <laughs> we we are witnessing his process of like writing the musical and all of the trials that he faces around concerning his family his uh perceived lack of desirability and 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 the the struggles that he goes through um his uh mother's homophobia and like it's just it's 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 not a feel-good musical, <laughs> but the music, like, it could be really funny, mm. and the music, like, also does a good job of doing that as well, and there's, there's, like, there's a song towards the end, like, if I wasn't sold on the musical before, which I was, there's a song towards the end, where if you listen to it... And I'm so glad I didn't listen to any of the songs before I went to see the show because it, the production of it on stage and the way that it hit me because it sung like a church song, but the chorus of it is like emotionally devastating in terms of everything that came before. So I'm just like, great, love that. (laughs) <laughs> and so it's just it's 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 really good and i watched like a really short interview with michael r jackson who is the creator of the musical and he was just he's like i think it was with um seth myers seth myers potentially but um he he was like so what is your advice for like uh young aspiring uh writers and things like that and he's like well the thing is i always tell them to go slow because you know i spent 18 years writing this musical and i was like 
18 years. Mm. 18 years. Mm. <laughs> Running a man. Mm. 18 years. <laughs> My God. Um, and you, you see evidence of that because there are YouTube videos up to 10 years ago of him, like, you know, putting out, like, versions of the songs that are not, like, similar but not the same. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? You really, you're not jo- 18 years on a one thing. I don't know if I have the stamina, right. to be honest. Um, but yes, no, so, like... I mean, but I guess it, it worked out for him because, like, he won a lot of Tonys. So, um, yeah. I guess sometimes slow and steady does win the race. But yes, no. So I um, really enjoyed A Strange Loop. It's only at the Barbican for, like, two more weeks at the time of recording this. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to this and you live in London and you have a chance, I recommend you go and see it before it closes please and thank you also they are very literal in the beginning when they say that there is a depiction of um sex on stage but not like no one's naked it's just (laughs) portrayed anyway moving on okay sure that brings us to the end of the episode. If you would like to see any of our obsessions, they will be on our Tumblr. That is Tommy More, Tommy More podcast.tumblr.com. If you would like to hear, well, here's the thing. You can't hear our favorite songs from this one, specifically because this soundtrack does not exist anywhere. But if you would like to hear our favorite songs from other musicals that we've covered, you can go onto a Spotify and go to TMM, TMM podcast, the profile and not the podcast itself. And you will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed. And our other social media, if you would like to see what is coming next or what if there are any announcements, those will be on our Instagram and Twitter, respectively. But both of them are at TMM, TMM podcast. We have a Gmail. That is tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this fun, whimsical, magical journey of happily ever August. Uh, it was, it's fun to be back. And thank you for being patient for it all. And for Tommy More Time for the podcast, I have been your host, Leah. And I have been your host, Adicia. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>